benvenuti to Kimberly's Italy. Welcome to Kimberly's Italy, a podcast about our love of all things Italian. My name is Kimberly Holcomb, and I am here with Il Famoso Tommaso. <laughs> Tommaso, yes. Ciao, bella donna. Ciao. E ciao tutti. Allora, in case you're wondering that that singing did not sound like Italian, it wasn't. It was Danish. That's right. We spent a wonderful evening in Denmark with a wonderful family, three generations, dancing around a Christmas tree, holding hands, and the Christmas tree was six feet tall, thereabouts, with about 20 real lit candles. And that music came from them singing carols as they held hands and danced around the tree. Like Tommaso said, three generations, and the youngest was maybe 14 months old. She was held, and the rest were dancing, holding hands, and singing around the tree. It was a sight to behold. Tommaso recorded the audio, and I took video. Because we can't sing Danish Christmas carols. No. (laughs) Silent night in Danish is not my forte. As we mentioned in our last episode, we went to Copenhagen for a week before coming to Italy, where we arrived just yesterday. However, at the last minute, the entire trip almost didn't happen. We woke up last Sunday morning, and that was December 18th. And checked my phone, and I got the worst email that I've gotten <laughs> in a long time. This email that we received at 6 a.m. stated that the flight was canceled. And we're not going to rebook you, and we have no interest. You can have your money back. Bye-bye. Exactly. There was no apparent reason, no legitimate reason. Therefore, in that first initial email, they offered a full refund. So we thought, that's it. They're not making an effort to reschedule. We stood there looking at each other, pretty depressed. So we thought, let's have a... Pretty depressed. (laughs) Let's have a cappuccino and figure this out, because we had been so excited about this trip. So once we had our little cappuccino, we decided to each get on a computer and find another flight. It actually took from about 7 a.m. until 4, I think it was 4 p.m., to find a flight that wasn't 10 times more expensive or one that didn't take 30 hours between all the layovers and the different connections. And some flights were even... I mean, some, some options offered like two or three stops. Two or three stops. And the first one, the one I was considering going down to talk to you about because it was reasonably priced was from us going Boston to Miami, <laughs> Miami to Frankfurt, Frankfurt to Copenhagen. And it was like 30 hours. Yeah. So we said no. However, we prevailed finally. But I will say each time during the last few years that hundreds or actually sometimes thousands of flights, each time we saw these cancellations during holiday weekends or or the summer season, we felt so bad for all the people or the families whose vacations were interrupted or basically ruined because of these flight cancellations. And it was obviously most likely a domino effect from covid lack of staff, airport workers not showing up, etc. All of this is a global issue, and these cancellations have happened all over the world. Regardless of the cause, however, it's a huge disappointment. 
of a huge frustration and a hassle, to say the least. Oh. <laughs> right? So we were just in it, and we are so sympathetic for every single person that's had their flights canceled, and we now know personally how annoying it is. We were relatively lucky to find a reasonable alternative, but we did have to scramble at the last minute. Finally, when we found the flight, I was like, okay, let's go. (laughs) Throw your stuff in the bag. We weren't quite finished because we had to go to Boston that night, spend the evening at a hotel because the flight that we did find departed really early the next morning. Yes, and a little shout-out here to our friend Jim. Oh, yes, a huge shout-out. A huge shout-out who drove us to the airport in Boston so we didn't have to leave our car there for two and a half weeks. And um, a shout-out to his son also. After he dropped us off at the Hilton at Logan, he um, had a little issue with his car going home, and his son had to drive up from Newport to get him. He had to get it towed. Yes. He sent a picture of a tow truck. We're yes. like, oh, no. <laughs> so, grazie mille, Jim and son, right? <laughs> Yikes. So, regardless, that morning, the next morning, we flew to Washington, D.C., and then had a six-hour layover. Luckily, however, I'm a member of the Priority Pass airport lounges, so we spent the entire six hours in Air France Lounge, which had excellent Wi-Fi. Excellent Wi-Fi. Great seats. Oh, really comfortable, modern. Um, Good food. Yes, it was fine. And two gin and tonics at the end before we get on the plane. <laughs> well, we decided we deserved them. <laughs> I don't like drinking alcohol on a plane, but it was before we boarded, so we, we had two. They were little. Alora, when we finally arrived in Copenhagen at 7 a.m. their time, we landed in the pitch dark. And we just both laughed. We thought, oh, this is the only drawback to Scandinavia in the winter months. However, our friend Pear, or the Great Dane, as I call him, picked us up. And once we had a somewhat strong Danish coffee at their apartment, we were good to go and ready for the Danish hospitality that came at us every day for hard. six came days came at us very straight. hard. <laughs> oh, so... For a quick, um, a quick side note, for those of you that haven't listened to a previous episode where I mentioned Per, he is from Odense, Denmark, and he came to my family's house in Chicago during my last year of high school. He was a foreign exchange student, and we have been friends ever since. We're like brother and sister. He is married to this wonderful Danish woman named Lisa, and they have two kids, and I know all the family friends. It's been years and years of a half Danish life, and I'm very happy about it, especially when we go to visit them. So as I mentioned, six days of incredible hospitality. The Danes excel at generosity and hospitality. So you ready? First night we arrived there, we went to dinner at Meta and Torben's, who are Paris cousins that I've known for at least 30 years. It was delicious, fabulous, perfect, and they even held it early for us, knowing we just arrived after a few long days of scrambling to get there. And they lived in Geneva, Switzerland, right next to France. And they are, let's just say they are uh, French wine experts. And the wine we had was superb. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not forget to mention the cheese they brought the last night. The next afternoon, we went to Perrin Lisa's friend's house, Klaus and Ria's And we sat outside their home around a fire pit, open fire pit, 
with other Danes drinking glug, glug, as they pronounce it. Funny enough, it was delicious. It's got apples raisins. and raisins, and it's got wine and a whole bunch of other stuff in it. And it just is one of these festive Christmas drinks. Especially sitting outside, and they had a very Scandinavian, Danish, black-stained house, similar. Well, we have a black-stained house, too, but it was lovely. And then we went inside and had their Christmas ritual of these pastries that reaped baked. Everything was so good. I had never met this family before. And once they heard, oh, the American sister and husband are coming, bring them over. So there we were. Then that evening, carrying on, this is only day one in Copenhagen, we went to dinner at their daughter, Perrin Lisa's daughter, Sophie's house with her fiance, Husseini. Husseini's mother is Danish. His father's Egyptian. Husseini grew up most of his life in Cairo and then went to university in Copenhagen, met Sophie, and the rest is history. Lovely evening, and we were so happy to finally meet him. And obviously, I've known Sophie since birth. The next night, cocktails at a beautiful library bar at the Plaza Hotel, same name as the old famous one in New York, the Plaza Hotel in Copenhagen, there were 17 of us. We took up the entire bar, but it opened at 4 p.m. Tommaso and I didn't know that, but apparently Lisa said, we have to be there by 4. So we were, and the doors had just opened, so we got to see it without any people in there. And it looked just like the Oak Room. For any of you that know the Plaza, the old Plaza Hotel in New York City, the Oak Room Bar is like reincarnated in Copenhagen. Yes. And we instantly were just so, ugh, the warmth, everything was so beautiful. So 17 of us had a couple rounds there. Then we walked to Tivoli Gardens, which is decked out every year for Christmas with all their lights and amusement rides still running at night. So all of us walked around to see the Christmas lights, and then we went to dinner at one of the most famous restaurants within Tivoli and had a table for 17 as well. Big, long table, the younger half at one end, the older half at the other. We were in the middle. We were in the middle, (laughs) funny enough. And then, funny enough, because we were almost the oldest. Regardless, it was so fun to have this Christmas ritual dinner that this restaurant serves. Take it away and please describe what you ate. Well, to start with, it was a potato soup. Oh, with, I had that. That was good. Yeah, with bacon and something, I think a little chive on it also. And that was really, really nice. And then the ritual is this mashed potatoes with caramelized onions and more bacon and pork within <laughs> that. And you eat as much as you want. That's it. I mean, there's, there's some dessert coming, but that's the meal. And you have like two or three helpings of it. Meanwhile, the Danes <laughs> were having shops, <laughs> which I did not participate Nor in. Nor did I. I not know a my fan. Limit. I know my limit. But and not a fan anyway. Schnapps, schnapps is not something I, I, would, uh, I would partake in. But we had a fantastic meal and two or three rounds of these mashed potatoes. 
And if you're thinking we should be full by then, yes, we were. <laughs> but this was only halfway through the week. Oh, I see. I thought you meant through the meal. No, no. It was just a potato dinner, basically. For you guys, I'm a vegetarian, however, so they made me a lasagna that was incredible. It was so good and tasty. And I thought, oh, lasagna, you know, pasta in Italy, in Denmark. But it was really good. So everyone else is eating just pound after pound of potatoes and (laughs) drinking schnapps and beer. You had beer. Like, what a heavy dinner. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the the beer was good. Oh, it was really good. The beer was really, really good. The atmosphere was so great. It was so festive. and And it was decorated with all these lights and all kinds of evergreens. But the waiters, these lifelong professional waiters that were so friendly and so on the spot. They were just excellent. And the waiter who was dealing with our section kept going, schnapps to me? And I kept going, <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> well, we learned later during the week to just turn that schnapp glass upside down. Right. Uh, we learned that the last night. As you probably understand, there was more <laughs> schnapps involved during the week. Exactly. So after the fantastic festive Danish Christmas meal at Tivoli Garden, we all, all 17 of us, went out for an after-dinner drink in a teeny little famous bar that is also a ritual to this group. They're all friends and family, and we were tagging along with them. And understand, a lot of these, well, two of the three uh, couples had just after college students or college students, you know, like 25 years old, two years out of college. And, um, you know, these kids have a little bit of stamina. <laughs> right. Yeah. The they stamina all, that I had when I was 25. They were all so nice. And every single one of them spoke multiple languages, obviously including English. Right. So they were so engaging and excited, you know, to have an American couple at the table. It yep. was really, really lovely. So we left there. We walked to this other area of the city had one after-dinner drink at a beer bar, so yet more beer on top of beer on top of potatoes. And after that, they were going on to a second one, and we just said... We snuck out. Well, no, I told them. I was like, we're leaving. I know the address. We're taking a taxi. Hi, hi, which means (laughs) goodbye in Danish. (laughs) Hi, hi. (laughs) So we left. They all got home, I think, about 3 or 4 a.m. Yep. And we were tucked away in our little accommodations in the same apartment building. And then the next day was Christmas Eve. And we helped prepare a lot of the food that we were taking to Lisa's sister's house, Tina, where there were about 13 of us, I believe. And understand, the Danes celebrate Christmas mostly on Christmas Eve. Correct. It's not Christmas Day. The big meal, the big festivities go off on Christmas Eve. Correct, and that is when this recording of the music we played at the beginning of the the episode took place. Yep. And they have that ritual, which was beautiful and fun to watch. Literally, the three generations holding hands, Perrin is 27, about to be 28-year-old son, Jonas, were holding hands, and they had Christmas uh, Santa Claus hats on. It was just fantastic It was. It was a real family traditional Christmas, there was no really big commercialization. It was more about the feeling that what we called in previous episodes, Higa, which is Huga, 
the correct Danish pronunciation. I'll try my best, and I'm saying this for Jonas's uh, benefit right now because he was trying to teach me the difference between how I was saying it, how it is really pronounced. Huga. Huga. And I'm that's still not correct no. to a Dane, but no. it's a lot better than what we were saying. Huga. Yes. So the huga going around in the whole week was just perfect. After that, after the singing around the tree, they opened a reasonable amount of gifts to each other. It wasn't over the top. There were four little grandchildren. Right. They are the ones that got the gifts, the gifts. primarily. Right. And the adults got one thing each. That was about it. The next morning, we woke up and helped prepare Christmas lunch that Per and Lisa were hosting. The same amount of people <laughs> that were there the night before, the same family members came. And then we threw in Meta and Torben, the cousins that we met the first night. So I think there were 15 of us or something. And that lunch started at 2. People came at 2. And I think we went to bed at 11. And we had to pack up because yes. we had a very, very early morning flight. But let me just say that that dinner, the Christmas lunch, served specifically in this order. Herring, two or three different kinds of herring. Which I passed on. Me too. And <laughs> we're not Danish. We just can't help it. Then there was a curried egg that was served with the herring. That was delicious. Mm -hmm. And all of this, mind you, is served with the Danish breads, dark grain breads. I, I love them personally, but after the herring and the curry came yet again, pork and duck. They also had pork and duck the night before. Well, the duck was the leftovers from the night before. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. But two different porks. But it was brand new pork. Brand new. It was, it was freshly cooked pork. Okay. So that is apparently the Danish. Yes. With mustard and some red cabbage on top of the dark bread. It was really good, along with... Schnapps again. Well, schnapps that they <laughs> and had. And that is when we learned to turn over... Our glass. Yes, and Meta... Uh, I did I did wave a glass of schnapps under my nose a little bit and sort of tickled my tongue into it, but did not go with a full load. I just followed Meta's lead and turned my glass yes. over. I'm like, now I know. Then came cheese that Meta and Torben brought from France. They were in France Prior to, Chris, uh, prior to Christmas, and they brought an array of Swiss and French cheese that was d'amorire. Oh, After wonderful. dinner, which, you know, they tend to do a lot in Europe compared to America, so cheese after dinner There's sounds weird, but it's not. Right. It was great, and then we had some pastries, you name it, it was full on. Went to bed late, had to pack up our stuff. I, I, just, want, I just want to say one thing before you go... go where we left the next morning, that day, prior to that day, we went shopping at this beautiful market yeah. in Copenhagen, Same. amazing market, incredible vegetables, incredible diverse cuisine from all over the place. And we sat down and had lunch and we had sushi. And because of the quality of the fish in Scandinavia exactly. and the presentation and just the Christmas cheer that was around... We had, I, I've had sushi in, in all over the United States. I've had sushi in Japan. This was on par with Japan. It was phenomenal. I think it's the best I ever had. This whole six days in Denmark sounds like all we did was eat, and which e is kind of true. Which is true, but we also <laughs> walked a ton. Oh, yes, we did. Right. Everywhere. 
And then you have it. We left very early the next morning. We arrived to Milan. We made our way to Chernobyl, you know, my favorite little village in Lake Como. And yesterday afternoon, we checked into our accommodations, which, walked around. Can I just say? I had not been here in quite a while. You've been here several times the past couple of years. And I hadn't been here in quite a while. We walked around. And because it's Christmas here, Chernobyl in the Lake Como region has been given the honor of being the Christmas, like Christmas central. The whole place is lit up. And it was crowded, people walking around. But festive and everyone's Very so festive, happy. happy. And it was really, really nice. And we walked around last night. But wait, to be honest, in case they can hear this now... We are in a villa. We rented this little villa, freestanding villa that is from the 18th century. And it is three foot thick stone walls and wooden rafted ceilings. Is that a correct word? Well, yes, there there wooden beams and rafters of which the engineering would never pass this day and age. (laughs) But this has been from the 18th century and it's about the ceilings are probably 18 feet tall. It's lovely. It's It's, a teeny little villa on a larger property where all these Christmas decorations and Christmas carols and all kinds of events are going on. There's a Christmas market. Yes. So in case you hear this external noise, that's what's going on. So we checked into our little place. It's sweet as can be. We had dinner at the one and only place. That's open. That is open. It was perfectly good. We had a fantastic risotto. Because all over Europe, people are taking the Christmas time off. As they should. And be, being in Milan, up here, risotto is big. Risotto Correct. is done right. I Correct. mean, not the cuisine of, as we've talked about many times, is regional. And when they, when they do it in the region, they do it well. I had exactly. the best mushroom risotto I've had ever. It was ever. porcini. It was, porcini yes, mushrooms, it was very yes. good. And we had, a, we had a liter, a carafe of the house, house wine, wine which was, was great. Right. And uh, the, when they came and asked for, we wanted dessert, I felt like saying, I've been in Denmark eating <laughs> for a week, which feels like I've, the amount I've eaten, I feel like I've been there for a month. So no thank you. <laughs> And then after dinner, we took the stroll through. This is why Chernobyl is my favorite village here. The, they're more like sidewalks than they are streets, these yes. teeny little roads. And as you know, they decorate in Christmas from building to building. So you're walking under all the lights. And this year, since Chernobyl was designated the Christmas capital for Lago di Como, the main little street of Via Regina Vecchia is all lit, the vertical walls. It is so stunning. So we walked around and shared those little sidewalks with no one. Right. And no you one can see there. it on your reel if you look. I just put a little Instagram. reel up on my Instagram account, and it was just such a lovely evening. We went to bed, slept like babies, woke up, and... <laughs> slept like babies. That's an understatement. <laughs> we slept very well. We slept I, like tired old I, Americans I, on vacation. I had not socialized as much as I socialized in seven days in Denmark <laughs> in the past three years. <laughs> Thank God for Danes, right? <laughs> we had two cappuccinos this morning. We then walked around a bit, did a little more work in here, took the boat to Como. 
the town of Como, which Tom has not been to in a while. Yep. And we had a fantastic time. The sun is low in the sky, but the mountains going into Como around it as you come take the boat from Chernobyl at Como, it's just really, really majestic and, and magical. We got to Como, and when we got off in Como, my private travel planner, Kimberly here, took us right away from the center of Como. She said, no, this is where the tourists are. We're going somewhere else. We went off three or four blocks, and it was all Italians. Having Very lunch few tourists. Outside. Had lunch outside. Al fresco on December 27th. Yes. And for those of you who know us, you know the, how the, the, the role the Aperol Spritz plays in our life. <laughs> and we had an Aperol Spritz. A beautiful pizza with buffalo mozzarella. See? And then a little we salad. Had, and we shared the pizza and, we, and, and we the salad, the which the owner of the restaurant was like, Davvero? Really? It's like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've just been eating for yes. seven solid days. So we shared a pizza, shared a salad, one Aperol spritz, and walked and walked and, and walked. And walked and walked and walked. And Tommaso was so amazed at the window displays. Yeah, it was. it is just... I love the fact that in Europe today, you still have small shops that really pride themselves more so than in America right now. In bigger cities you do, but you know, big retail and Amazon and, and e-commerce has basically put a lot of smaller shops out of business. And in Italy, I was looking at, at shirts and cashmere sweaters and razors, all in different stores, all presented just in an amazing way. And the, it was just really, really wonderful. Even to the see. paint store. Yes, even the paint store. Yes, it looked it's like not, an art gallery. It looked like an art gallery to paint your home, right. the inside of your home. You don't paint the outside, you paint the inside here. And it was just beautiful walking around there for a while. And of course, the church lady... Yeah, I, I got my out. fix this afternoon. She got her fix. I checked out one. The other one, I said, I'll be outside. I'll just... <laughs> you missed walk. it, and I did a video, and you were like, what? Are you going to put that on Instagram? I'll put that on Instagram okay. tonight. Yeah. Video of the Duomo of Como. I stood and looked at the front and then did a video straight up of the ceiling and bent over backwards. I did like a walkover from gymnastics class to get the video <laughs> of the whole thing. And it's pretty impressive. You said, I came out and showed you, you go, how'd you do that? And then I imitated how I was leaning backwards. That probably was the most radical thing done in that church in a long time. <laughs> it was a lot. Oh, and then I had a quick meet with this manager of a hotel because we are doing this throughout this trip, meeting with a lot of people that I've befriended over the years where I send clients and I'm finally getting to meet them in person. So that is a joy too. We're doing that tomorrow as well. Allora. Allora. Let's finish now. Okay. Because we have dinner reservations it's almost at dinner eight. Time. <laughs> Speaking of eating. And we will pick up next week. Next Wednesday will be January 4th, and that means New Year's Eve will have come and gone. So we recorded Happy New Year's in multiple languages from the people we were with in Denmark who speak multiple languages because they've lived in various countries. So we have recordings in so many languages, and we're sharing them with you, and we wish you a very, very happy new year, wherever you are, however you choose to spend it. We hope it's just the way you want it. And we hope 2023 brings everything you want. Well, for lovely 
peaceful, magical year. The past several years have been not so good for some people because of all the things we've been going through. And we hope everyone's year who listens to Kimberly's Italy is better than it was last year. And also at the end of this, I'm going to play When You Hear the Bells After the Languages, after everyone's saying Happy New Year to you, you hear the bells. I woke up in Copenhagen Christmas morning. Oh, yeah, it was Christmas. Yeah, Christmas morning to bells ringing. And I jumped out of bed. Kim had already gone up to help the Danes do something, or she was out on a walk. I forget where she was. But I jumped out of bed and just ran for my recorder because I wanted to record these bells. What better way to wake up on Christmas morning in an ancient city like Copenhagen with bells ringing? So thank you very much for listening. And when you hear the bells, it's over. You won't hear the usual chow chow. We'll say it now. Oh yeah, I'm saying it. (laughs) I'll say Happy New Year in English. You can hear the rest in other languages. And grazie mille e ciao ciao. Grazie mille. Ciao, ciao. Bravo. Carnudo, fatemme. Bonne année et meilleurs vœux en français. Que le sana wentum taibin veut bonnes betras et sana guida. Bel arab. Cotnitor from Sverige. Feliz año nuevo de España. Sretna nova godina is Serbia. Ich wünsche Ihnen ein frohes Weihnachten und ein schönes Neujahr.